Welcome to the CyberLife Podcast, where we help you learn cybersecurity best practices, give you a weekly update on the latest cybersecurity news, and share valuable career advice. Hey everyone, it's Ken. Thanks so much for listening today. In this episode, you will hear from Ruchira Pokrial. Uh, Ruchira is a dynamic and accomplished cybersecurity expert. She's got a passion for safeguarding the overall digital landscape. She's currently working for in uh, AWS, Amazon AWS. She works on their incident response team. Prior to that, she was a cloud security and architecture expert with them, helping clients all over the world. She focuses on things like web app pen testing, uh, cloud security, as I mentioned, incident response, digital forensics. Um, she's really just got a broad spectrum of knowledge in the cybersecurity world. She's You can frequently find her at different conferences. She's a huge advocate for diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, she's obviously a big supporter of the LGBTQ plus community as well as the neurodivergent community. Um, she really focuses on advancing rights for inequality for women of color. Uh, women across the board in tech spaces. So she's just really good person overall, done a lot of things, helped a lot of people. She, you can find her on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, and uh, one thing I do want to mention, though, before we jump in with Ruchira and what she's talking about today is everything in this episode is for educational purposes, and this is just her personal opinion. So you just do not refre- reflect in any capacity her employer, or any of the communities that she's affiliated with. So I just want to put that disclaimer out there. And today's episode, Ruchira is going to uh, go ahead and talk about cloud phishing. So it's a little different type of episode today, and I highly recommend you go over to the YouTube channel and watch it so you can actually see the presentation as she's speaking through the slides. But she's going to talk about cloud phishing and cloud phishing attacks and share a couple of uh, case study examples around that. So without further ado, let's jump right into Ruchira's presentation. Hey everyone, this is Ruchira. Welcome to a brand new episode of CyberLife. Thank you, Ken, for having me here. And today we have something super interesting to discuss. We are going to discuss phishing storm in the cloud, which means we are going to talk about various attack techniques that will impact your cloud and um, your cloud services. And we will also see how to defend against these really notorious phishing techniques. So before we dive into the session itself, I have a quick disclaimer for you here. Pause um, or, you know, take a minute to read it properly. But this is a disclaimer that this session is meant only for educational purposes. Um, The views discussed here are my own and not associated to my current employer and organizations that I work with. Um, Always do your own research before um you dive into any topic yourself and um, yeah by continuing to participate in this session you acknowledge that you agree with all the disclaimer points that i've mentioned here and everybody please uh, do not use any of the cybersecurity attack techniques that i mentioned here to harm anybody again this is only for education purposes so with that out of the way let's dive into the agenda And it's going to be super simple for today. So we are first going to do some introductions. I'd like you to know who I am. And then we will go through a basic definition of what cloud phishing actually means. And we are going to discuss um, maybe five or less than that, depending on the time we have. So we'll discuss at least some cloud phishing attack types. We will dive into how they work and how you can 
protect yourself against them. And we'll end this podcast with some security best practices and key takeaways. So who am I? My name is Ruchira Pokhriyal. I go by the pronouns they and she. I am currently working as a cloud security and incident responder at Amazon Web Services. And I am the president of Visa's Colors of Inclusion Affiliate, which is an which is a safe space created especially for immigrants, non-immigrants, people of color, and minorities in the United States who are working in tech. Um, and I'm also a tech content creator. So if you wish to um, upskill your cybersecurity skills, definitely follow me on all the social media platforms that you will see on the screen here. Okay, now without further ado, let's start with our main topic for today. So what exactly is cloud phishing? So very basic definition of cloud phishing is all the kind of attacks that, uh, or phishing attacks that target your cloud services. So um, your cloud services, meaning Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, et cetera. And the attackers will aim to trick a particular user into giving up their cloud service credentials. And this can be done via phishing emails, which will include fake login pages, um, fake banking information, et cetera. And there are some key factors about cloud phishing attacks that everybody should keep in mind. So number one, attackers will try to gain access to a victim's sensitive data, which is stored in the cloud service by obtaining their login credentials or security credentials. And uh, your sensitive data can include anything like your personal documents, your pictures, financial information, any health-related information as well. Number two, phishing emails of this sort will often pretend to be from um, your actual cloud service provider, and they will ask you to log in to your cloud service account, but this would be on a fake phishing site, which will mimic the actual real cloud service login page that you use. Next, there is a report. So according to a 2022 survey by Barracuda Networks, 83% of organizations reported being attacked by cloud phishing attacks. And another report by Abnormal Security uh, in March 22 found that cloud phishing attacks increased by 220% from 2020 to 2021. So as we are moving to the cloud, these attackers are also getting really savvy and innovative in order to steal our credentials. And like it is just in one year that this increase of 220% happened, which is exactly why we need to make sure that we have enough knowledge of cloud security best practices. So the first attack type that we are going to discuss here is actually really simple. And yet there are so many victims to this attack. So it's called credential phishing. What happens with credential phishing? So here an attacker will send you an email appearing to be from a popular cloud service provider, maybe a cloud service provider that you're already using. And they'll essentially state that your account has been compromised. It requires immediate attention. And this phishing email will contain a link that will lead you to a login page. And that login page is going to be fake, but it will mimic the genuine cloud service login portal. And any unsuspecting user may end up ending, uh, entering their credentials on this fraudulent page. 
unknowingly providing their sensitive data to the attacker. And let's dive into how this attack actually works. So a cloud phishing email trying to steal your credential would look something of this sort. Now I've hidden all the uh, company information on here, but this is what an email might look like from your genuine um, uh, cloud provider. So despite appearing legitimate, the hyperlinks which are on this email will redirect you to a different URL that has a web page identical to this particular cloud service login page. But notice one thing. This login page is hosted at at13.com and not your actual cloud service provider. And this at13.com has no affiliation with the cloud service that we saw in the previous slide. Now, now that we have decoded the phishing email itself, let's see how this attack works. So credential phishing attacks in cloud works similar to any traditional credential phishing attacks, but they specifically target users login credential for cloud services or applications. And here's how credential phishing attack in cloud typically works. Um, so it will almost or 96% of time start with a phishing email. And the cyber criminals or attackers host challenge would be to get their target or the victim to open the phishing emails, because this will require an intriguing and attention grabbing subject line. So some of the most commonly used words and phrases in the subject line of the phishing emails would be anything like request, follow up, urgent or important. It may contain keywords like, hey, are you available? Are you at your desk right now? Uh, any attention grabbing headlines such as payment status, purchase, purchase, your invoice is due now. So you'll notice that many of these subject lines will elicit a feeling of urgency um, and others will aim at familiarity. So according to a report, 25% of phishing emails get read and they ask the marketers, this is like a high open rate, um, very important thing that requires your immediate attentions. So the next part of the phishing email itself, once you open it, is going to be the body of the email. Uh, and the main content of a credential phishing email is designed to do two jobs. Number one is to evade any spam filters and persuade the victim to click on the link which the email contains. And there are some hallmarks of a persuasive phishing emails, which we'll discuss now. So number one, always notice that the phishing email will be addressed to you by your name. Uh, number two, it will appear to be from a very trusted sender whom you regularly communicate with. In this case, it could be your cloud service provider. And number three, this email will use the supposed sender's proper branding, email signature, and communication style. And all of this is done with only one goal in mind, which is to make you believe that this email is real. And uh, that's why successful phishing operations are highly targeted and backed by extreme amount of research, uh, research about the target itself. And coming to the next part, which is the malicious link included in this phishing emails. So unlike other types of phishing attacks, a credential phishing attack will always contain a link to a fake login page. 
but like the main body of the email, the URL should also look legitimate because again, the goal is to trick you to not raise any suspicions. Um, and how does an attacker do that? So most of the time they will piggyback off another brand's reputation. So in most cases, many malicious links will always contain a brand name, which is well known. Um, this in tech world, we call it a spoof domain. So for example, a spoof of the URL, uh, www. let's say cyberlife.com could be uh, HTTP, not HTTPS, www.cyberlife.nh. Um, so there is only a slight difference in the target spoofed URL that we have considered as an example here. And other techniques used for disguising URLs will include using a link shortening something uh, service. So we often use Bitly or any other URL shortening service for various reasons. It's easier for users to type. Um, it uh, complies with the character limit on Twitter. But these services can also be used by attackers so that you're not really able to um, see what the actual URL is. Um, the next thing is the phishing website itself. So after all this process, once you've clicked on the malicious link, you are redirected to the phishing website designed to steal your credentials. And any good phishing login page will be also meticulously crafted using images, fonts to perfectly recreate a genuine brand's signature and site. And here's a bonus tip for you. So cyber criminals are increasingly securing their sites using HTTPS or SSL certification as well. So we always have this thing in mind that if the site does not support HTTPS, it's only HTTP, that's one big red flag for you. But now attackers has, have found another way to evade that. And a research from APWG tells us that 70% of phishing sites use SSL certificates now. So this will literally make all the users feel more secure, but you still cannot trust the site owner and they could probably be an attacker stealing your data. So uh, let's look at this particular piece now. So we talked about an email, a phishing email looking really convincing. So in order to do that, the phishing site has to evade multiple security controls uh, because with increasing technologies, now we have security controls that will filter out any non-whitelisted sites based on keywords such as enter your password or enter your credentials here. So to find another way to do this, attackers uh, have um, started using the shortcut and instead of using text on their login pages, they use images. And that way, any rule-based security controls and spam filters will not be able to spot any of these fakes because this is not text, this is just images. So notice on this slide how each of these elements that appear as text are actually just .png images. And this is a tactic which is used by attackers to evade security controls and still be able to steal your data by bypassing any security controls that you might have. So here are some of the prevention techniques. The first is to educate yourself and your employers, verify all the URLs, avoid clicking on links, just hover over it and see where it's actually taking you. 
Um, out of all these prevention techniques, I want to discuss the three most important ones. The first one is using WebAuthn. So WebAuthn is a browser-based API that allows for web applications to simplify and secure user authentication uh, by using registered devices like your phones, laptops, et cetera, as factors. Um, the second most important tip is having in um, consider having or uh, layering in a modern email security platform. And one example of it would be material.security because it provides you phishing protection. And finally, configure your email provider with advanced phishing and malware protection, which is offered by Google. Or you can also implement the Microsoft Defender for Office 365 security operations. Um, and these are very easy to find on the internet as well. So that wraps up our first attack. Let's look at the second one. And this is a very popular one. It's called the cloud formation stack phishing attack. So um, this particular attack is specifically targeting Amazon Web Services cloud formation users only. And the attacker would try to uh, deceive you by sending an email or a message impersonating AWS. And it will try to get you to click on a malicious link that will uh, lead you to compromise your AWS cloud formation resources. So for those of you who don't know, cloud formation actually supports a launch stack URL. And it would look something of this sort. So you can see it on your screen right now. Now, anyone who follows this URL is directed to a create stack wizard in the AWS Cloud Formation console with the specified stack name, which you can see here on, in front of uh, the name variable and uh, a template location, which you can see the second thing, which is highlighted here. Um, so users will still be, Cloud Formation users will still be able to specify parameters or other stack options. And if they're not already authenticated to CFN and you click on the link, uh, users will be directed to AWS Management Console sign-in page and then redirected to the AWS Cloud Formation Create Stack Wizard. So you do compromise your credentials in this as well if you're not logged in. And so how does this attack actually work? So let's consider that you are an incident responder or a cloud security expert and you want to conduct a security assessment for your clients. So you send them a link to a cloud formation stack set. And when the customers, they click on this link, they'll be asked to log into their AWS accounts if they haven't already. Then the customers will be prompted uh, to create resources in their environment. And what essentially will happen is that this will create an IAM role or identity and access management role that you as a security in engineer can assume into and that will have privileges for you to investigate your customer's account. Know that you will only have very specific privileges just for the job that you need to do in your customer's account. Um, but that's how you gain access to accounts to perform the work that you need to do. However, an attacker can use this same technique to trick someone into deploying a more privileged role. Um, essentially, a backdoor, for example, a backdoor for an EC2 instance or, uh, you know, any other malicious activities that they want to perform. So the URL is 
um, the URL is usually um, used on the most used domain, which is US East one uh, in Amazon. And the reference stack, stack, stack set is hosted in an S3 bucket. So everything is on the AWS domains. So for an attacker's goal, this has to appear to be very trustworthy and it is. And that's how they're able to use the same technique that's supposed to benefit users in their own favor to exploit customers instead. And prevention strategies, because uh, this attack is particularly very harmful um, because the UI by default will only show you the stack name and the template URL. Um, and because both of these can easily be made to impersonate any trusted sources. Um, the, here are some tips from my side. So if you are not using CloudFormation in your AWS account, consider disabling it with uh, a service control policy altogether. Um, however, if you do use CloudFormation, limit your template sources via the CloudFormation colon template URL service. Um, and finally, reduce or eliminate the number of users who can daily drive an account with permissions to create resources and production contacts. So do follow least privilege principle and allow only certain resources who really need to um, work with CloudFormation access to that service. Moving on to the next attack type, we have cloud billing phishing emails. So a real life example of cloud billing phishing attack could involve um, an attacker sending an email to a cloud service user pretending to be from the cloud service provider's billing department. And this email again will elicit a sense of urgency. So the email will claim that there's an issue with the user's payment details, uh, that and this requires immediate action to avoid any service disruptions. And to make it more believable, the email will include links to obviously a fake billing portal, uh, which the user will click on to update their payment information. Uh, it will contain any logos which you can really trust. Uh, font will be absolutely accurate. Um, and the unknowing user will enter their credit card details on it, thinking that they are genuinely resolving a payment issue, but you will actually end up send sending your financial data to an attacker who can use it for various malicious purposes. So this is what a fake email would look like. Um, this particular one is from Netflix. As you can see on top, it says your account is on hold. Uh, this is exactly done to create panic. And please update your payment details if you want to enjoy the service. Uh, it even has uh, a phone number associated to the account. So you will believe that this is an actual email from Netflix, but it's not. Uh, so how does this attack work? The first one, uh, as we discussed, is going to be sending a phishing email. So an attacker will send the victim a phishing email posing as the billing department of cloud service provider, like we discussed. The next factor would be to uh, induce urgency and fear tactics. Uh, again, uh, like we discussed, this will, uh, the email will create a sense of urgency, claiming that failure to update your billing information will result in service suspension, your account will be closed, um, and it will motivate you to take quick action. 
the next part of it if you if you get convinced with the first two factors that we discussed um is going to be the fake billing portal link itself so these emails will include a radio a button uh, which will be essentially a link that will direct you to a fake billing portal and that portal itself will very closely resemble um, your legitimate streaming service or cloud uh, providers billing page. Um, then once you are on the fake billing portal, the user is asked to enter their billing information, including credit card details, uh, but it's not just limited to that. That fake portal may also ask you to provide your billing address or any other personal informations that they want from you. And, and any unsuspecting user that enters their payment information on the fake, fake portal, just thinking that they are resolving a billing issue and provides their address will get all their personal details stolen, uh, not just their billing information, but their addresses, their phone numbers, and any other personal data itself. And the attackers will use it for any unauthorized access to the user's financial accounts or conduct fraudulent transactions or even sell your credit card numbers and personal data on the dark web. So this is, again, a very dangerous attack trying to play on users' trust. And how do you prevent it? So first and foremost, we have to train ourselves and our employees to verify the sender's email address and ensure that it matches the official domain of the service that you're using. Uh, next, encourage the, your users or yourself to access the service or the cloud service provider's billing portal directly through their official website rather than checking an email and clicking on any links in an email. Uh, and from personal experience, this was just, this was something that happened to me two days ago where I received uh, an email address from my cloud service provider's account saying that my phone number has been deleted um, and I need to go update it uh, by clicking it on the link. Uh, I obviously did not click the link. I directly went to the application that I have on my phone and turns out my number was still there. So the email that I received was, likely a phishing email and if i had clicked on it i would have compromised uh my personal phone number which is super important um next is checking urls um if you have to look at an email and you're really confused that hey this could be a real email um i my advice is to verify the authenticity of the url in the email itself before you click on it and enter any sensitive information so besides looking for HTTPS encryption, ensure that the domain is legitimate. Hover on the link, see where it is exactly taking you. Type the link on your Google rather than simply clicking a button. The next factor is enabling multi-factor authentication for all of your cloud accounts to add an extra layer of security so that if you have if you think that you may have been a victim of compromise and the attacker is trying to gain access uh, to your banking account or your cloud service, you will be notified on your phone number or your protected email address that somebody is trying to log into your account and you can still minimize the damage. Uh, the next would be educating your users about phishing attacks, particularly those related to billing or payment matters. And finally, filter your email. So implement email filtering 
and anti-phishing tools to detect and block phishing emails. So with that, we have come to the end of the session, but I do have some security, cloud security best practices for everyone. Number one is secure password management. So encourage yourself to create strong and unique passwords. I know this is a very boring statement that you hear a lot. Um, it is a pain to rotate your passwords every 90 days, but uh, I would still strongly say discourage your users or yourself to use easily guessable passwords. Try educating yourself and your users about importance of password hygiene. Do consider using a reputable password management manager to store and generate complex passwords. And um, a quick password uh, creation tip here is that if you struggle with uh, thinking of new passwords and creating one, just try to um, come up with a phrase that uh, maybe your role model use or you live your life by and add some special characters and numbers to it and uh, some capital letters and some small letters to it. That way you will easily remember the phrase and your password would not be easily guessable and will be strong as well. Um, and if you use a password management manager to store all these phrases, you won't have to remember any password yourself. The next one would be to audit and monitor user activities on all of your accounts. So I try to keep this in practice in my personal life as well. But regularly audit, you know, maybe once a week at least go through all of your cloud service accounts or your billing accounts that you have um, just to monitor any suspicious login attempts, access requests. Uh, if you can check your access logs and try to see if you detect any unusual behavior uh, in terms of unauthorized access or suspicious activities. Uh, we go on days without checking some of these applications on our phone and we would not be notified if there is a login attempt unless we have multi-factor authentication enabled on our devices. So make it a practice to audit and monitor you for uh, your accounts for user activities. The third one is my personal favorite because uh, <laughs> um, I know the pain of losing your very important data. So backup and disaster recovery is super important implement a comprehensive backup and disaster recovery plan for your cloud data regularly backup all your critical information to a separate and secure location um, to ensure that your data can be restored in case uh, of a successful phishing attack i hope that never happens to you but uh, uh, i have lost my data due to um, my laptop failure not because of phishing email and uh, my failure to upload it on a Google Drive is uh, what caused uh, you know loss of data in the first place. But another tip, um, even if you're backing up data on Google Cloud uh, or Google Drive, make sure to create another backup on another Google account that you have not shared with anybody else publicly. So in case one of your accounts or drives gets compromised, you still have another one where you can securely uh, restore your data and make sure that you keep updating this data so that when you restore it, it's actually usable. And final one is to stay informed about latest threats. Keep yourself and your users and your teams or employees updated about latest phishing techniques in cloud. So 
subscribe to cloud security news and alerts and do follow reputable security blogs and forums only to stay informed about emerging threats. I do have a bonus tip as well. And this is usually super useful if you're working in an organization. So try to run periodic phishing simulation exercises to test your uh, preparedness and use this these simulations to educate yourself and your users about potential phishing threats and provide clear instructions on how to report suspicious emails or activities. And a simulated phishing exercise will not just tell you how uh, secure your organization is, but it will also test your communications with other technical and non-technical team members because um, a simulated phishing exercise or, uh, um, you know, a source, uh, which is incident response simulation will test um, your communication with legal, HR, marketing, etc., and not just security or technical teams like security engineers or software engineers. And finally, I have some key takeaways for this session. Uh, cloud security is really important because since the pandemic, Many organizations have shifted to cloud. And while it is new for many people, it is very important to make sure that our cloud security is uh, well taken care of. And preventing cloud phishing attacks require a multi-layered approach, including not just security controls and enabling multi-factor authentication or implementing email security solutions, but it is very much about robust employee education as well. Make sure that you and your employees are educated about cloud security best practices, staying vigilant regularly, updating all the security measures, and fostering a culture of cybersecurity awareness. So these are all essential in depending against the evolving cloud phishing threats. I really hope this session uh, and this podcast was helpful for you. Thanks for listening to the show. If you're looking to secure your business better or build up your cybersecurity career, then check us out over at cyberlife.tv. That's C-Y-B-E-R-L-I-F-E dot T-V.